Welcome to European Heart Journal Case Reports 2018, podcast episode 2. I am Katie Thomas, Junior Editor. Today I will be talking about a case report by Naruhiko Ito, Manabu Kurabayashi, Kaoru Okishige, and Kenzo Hirao from Yokohama, Japan, titled Subcutaneous Implantable Cardioverter Defibrillator Implantation for Ventricular Fibrillation Caused by Coronary Artery Spasm. Coronary artery spasm is an important, though under-recognized cause of angina and myocardial ischemia, and is much more common in Japan and Korea than in the West. In this report, the authors describe the case of a 50-year-old Japanese man with no previous history of angina, no risk factors for coronary heart disease, and no personal family history of syncope. He collapsed on his way to work at around 8am. Bystander CPR began immediately, and a defibrillator was attached. Ventricular fibrillation was detected, which terminated after six electrical shocks. Emergency cardiac catheterization showed normal coronary arteries and normal left ventricular function. He was admitted to intensive care and given intravenous nicarandil to prevent coronary artery spasm. An acetylcholine provocation test two weeks later was positive. A subcutaneous ICD was implanted 26 days following the event. He was discharged after 33 days on regular nifedipine and nicarandil and with no residual neurological deficits. At one year follow-up, the patient has had no further ventricular arrhythmias and no inappropriate shocks from his ICD. Firstly, a quick recap of coronary spasm. Coronary spasm is the sudden occlusive vasoconstriction of a segment of epicardial artery, which can be focal or diffuse. The dramatic reduction in blood flow is so severe that it leads to myocardial ischemia. Myocardial ischemia due to coronary spasm leads to a phenomenon with many names. Coronary vasospastic angina, variant angina, and prince metals angina. Whatever you call it, it's still not that common in Europe, and rates are falling, perhaps due to the now widespread use of calcium channel blockers, which are effective at preventing coronary spasm. Coronary spasm is, however, much more common in Japan and Korea. It's difficult to get a precise figure on this, as we don't really look for it, and we don't perform provocation tests routinely in Europe or the USA. However, in 1982, a group in France provoked coronary spasm in 15% of patients that underwent coronary angiography for chest pain. Compare this to a multi-centre study in Japan in 2000, which showed that more than 40% of patients undergoing coronary angiography for angina had evidence of coronary spasm, and you begin to get an idea of how much more common it is there. Why are rates so markedly different between here and Japan? It's thought to be mainly genetic, and due to differences in the coronary constrictor response between Caucasians and the Japanese. What features should make us consider coronary spasm? The European Society of Cardiology advised that the presence of ST elevation during angina, along with normal coronary angiography, is highly suggestive for coronary spasm. Remember that our patient from Yokohama, Japan, was found to have normal coronary arteries on angiography, and it was this, along with his clinical picture, which led the authors to a presumed diagnosis of coronary spasm, which was later confirmed with provocation testing. It's common for patients with coronary spasm to have normal coronary arteries. 41% of patients in a French study and 70% of patients in a study from southern Japan who presented with coronary spasm had normal coronary arteries. There are other distinctive features that can suggest coronary spasm as a diagnosis. Attacks occur exclusively or predominantly at rest, and particularly between midnight and early morning, perhaps due to naturally increased tone in coronary arteries at this time of day. Other precipitants include cold weather, 
and hyperventilation, and coronary spasm itself can induce further coronary spasm. Smoking is a recognised risk factor. Provocation testing is the main way to diagnose this condition. Provocation testing aims to recreate coronary spasm through the administration of provocative agents. The most common agents are acetylcholine, used in Europe and Japan, and ergonovine, used in the USA. There is a risk of arrhythmia during testing, and when spasms occur, they should be treated quickly with intracoronary nitrates. Tests are positive on the basis of chest pain and ECG changes, or the presence of severe coronary constriction. Physiological vasoconstriction can occur during these tests, but tend to lead to a lumen reduction of less than 30%, compared to the 75-99% to you'll see in true coronary spasm. Vasoconstriction must lead to myocardial ischemia to be coronary spasm. In Japan, provocation testing is routine. My Japanese colleague tells me, surprisingly calmly, that he has sent at least two patients into VF during provocation testing. However, we do not routinely test for coronary spasm in the West. In 2000, a cardiology department in Florida reported in Jack that their institution had performed only six provocation tests that year, and the number was falling. By failing to look for and test for coronary spasm, we could be allowing patients with this condition to be labelled with other conditions, such as Takotsubo cardiomyopathy, coronary microvascular disease, and non-cardiac causes like esophageal spasm. We should not miss these patients, as this is not a completely benign condition. Infarct-free survival at five years is between 60-80% to for Caucasians and 85-95% to for the Japanese. How do we treat coronary spasm? Acute attacks should be relieved with sublingual nitrates. For prevention, calcium antagonists are effective in about 90% of cases, though some patients may need long-term nitrates for further symptom control. Around 10% of cases will be refractory to this therapy and require very high doses of calcium antagonists and nitrates, and potentially even anti-alpha adrenergic drugs like clonidine. In patients with severe, life-threatening tachy or bradyarrhythmias, an ICD or pacemaker should be considered. And in fact, our patient did well with an ICD following their episode of ventricular fibrillation. The authors would like to highlight, as a particular learning point for us, that patients with life-threatening tachyarrhythmias are in fact good candidates for this sort of therapy, especially when left ventricular function is normal. What can we take away more generally from this interesting case report? I think it's important to remember that though this condition is rarer in the West, we must still consider coronary spasm in the differential of patients admitted with angina-like symptoms with normal coronary arteries, especially in the presence of ST elevation during chest pain, or if the attacks seem to occur predominantly or exclusively at rest. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this condition to us, and thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports podcasts. References and the original case report are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR for other interesting case reports. Music is Computer by State Shirts.